Welcome everyone to Plant Profits, Plant Profits podcast with Vern Davis. Plant Profits podcast is brought to you by Protus Global and Cannabis Radio. And I'm your host, Vern Davis. And I'm really excited today. We're going to have a conversation I really, in a formulated way, never have had. And I'm excited about it because it it made me think in preparation. It made me think about this, this the, the the whole drug ecosphere. I have uh, some really terrific guests today on the show that's going to take us through some things, and hopefully, you get out of it what I got out of it as I was getting ready to have this conversation. What I really got out of it was was really how to think about this ongoing. And it really has helped me do that. My guest today on Plant Profits is Bill Panagiotakopoulos, who is the CEO of Save Supply, and Ronan Levy, who is the president of Save Supply. Gentlemen, welcome to Plant Profits. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Oh, love it. I'm glad you guys are here. Like I said, I've really been thinking differently since I started just getting ready to have this conversation with you. Now, you guys run a company, Save Supply, a pioneering company that invests in legal and regulated supply of drugs that were traditionally only accessible through illicit markets. Okay. So that's my understanding. So that's really quite interesting when you just break that down what I said, because what that means to me is that cannabis is just one example of what is to come, right? And that we have to look at this thing globally. Countries are doing different things with different drugs and there are different stages of legality as we go forward. And so it just really was quite interesting to me. Am I am I capturing that correctly, gentlemen? Absolutely. Yeah, uh, look, I, when you take two steps back and look at the war on drugs as a whole, it's not working. Yeah. As it works. Uh, telling people to just say no seemed like a good idea, just never gained any traction. And people are saying yes way more often than saying no. I think most countries now find themselves in a situation where they're, they're losing on all fronts. So- we're here to kind of shed some light on that and uh, and participate in that 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 whole ecosystem that is the drug world. I, I and, love that. And what would offer to you that, like you know, sure, Ronan. Oh, you know, it's ne- never been a good idea. Not because it didn't work, but like in many ways, you can draw a straight line from the war on drugs to our fentanyl and opioid crisis right now, right? Like if we hadn't shut down cannabis as medicine in the 1930s, if we hadn't shut down the use of the poppy as a very effective therapeutic option in the management of pain, we wouldn't have needed synthetic opioids. We wouldn't have needed fentanyl or Oxycontin or anything. So it's not just, just say no, doesn't work. It was a bad yeah. idea in the first place. Let's be honest. <laughs> and, well, and it didn't work. It was a bad idea. It didn't work. Led to some actually bad things. And I, I think you're right. Now you guys are making some interesting investments. You, you invested in Kennel Labs. Um, why did you invest in Kennel Labs? Well, when you when you want to get into a very, I guess, complex industry like the drug world, you want to be validated. You want to have 
at your fingertips the research, the licensing that will enable you to transact in whatever business it is you want to do. In cannabis, um, you wanted to have a cannabis license. Otherwise, you were just a company with a great idea. In the drug world, you want to have uh, access to dealer's licenses so you can actually conduct in whatever business it is that you want to do. And knowing that one of these licenses takes well over a year to establish with a lot of staff and some sophistication made it attractive for us to get in right right away, validate ourselves, and have that uh, that that power, so to speak. That's, that's good. Now, kind of share with me the inspiration by the formation and the discovery or the building and the founding of Safe Supply and the mission that drives the company, right? The, and this innovative approach that you have in investing in in these drugs and and these into this ecosphere at the right time. This started, my journey started back in 2012 when I wanted to get in the cannabis business. I There were rumblings in our federal government that uh, because of court rulings, access had to be granted, which turned into uh, a licensing regime and that evolved through those paces. I, I got in really super early, told everybody, hey, I'm getting the cannabis business. Most people yeah. said I'm not. Most people asked me to leave the boardrooms and said, get out. <laughs> it's never going to happen. Not not in Canada and the whole uh, rigmarole that I went through. Eventually, I did take my company to the capital markets. We went public and we participate. We were one of the first companies to get a license uh, to cultivate, to uh, process for medical sales, for research. We ran the full gambit. It was an exciting time. It was nine years of tremendous learning and experience. And then from that, I saw you know the the pioneers like Ronan were getting into the psychedelics, and I saw that opportunity you know loud and clear. It was like a neon light for me. I was like, wow, this is going to be big. But I didn't take a company public there, but I traded it really well. Two years ago, over two years ago now, we started uh, having conversations with you know um, what what is the third and final descheduling company. What, when is the, 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 I guess, the cannabis route coming for, for drugs? And it didn't take long to see. When you take a couple of steps back and look at the world as a whole, you know, yeah. you, you have Australia legalizing through medical sales. Now everybody has a prescription for ecstasy, MDMA, and psilocybin there. <clears throat> you have some countries in the Middle East that are looking to deschedule CBD. You have, a, you have a Swi- a Switzerland. That put, uh, burned Switzerland, the, 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 that put in this, an application to the federal government to sell cocaine recreationally. Yeah, you that's interesting. Yeah. descheduling, you had BC descheduling, Oregon, Colorado descheduling, Washington's about to do it, California's about to do it, Uruguay did it, Portugal did it. So when you take two steps back and look at it, and you're like, yeah, something big is coming here. Let's be early. But let's mm-hmm. also do something different. I didn't want to build one vertically integrated company and and, and gamble that I was going to be right because the the drugs as a whole is a huge business. There's the there's the ancillary businesses. There's all kinds of opportunities. So you know we put together a group of former CEOs and bankers of cannabis psychedelics, and now we're going out there and we're, we're the beachhead. We go and find the opportunities and invest in them. And we give our investors the ability to touch multiple investments at once so that they can capitalize on it and they can support this 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 great initiative that we've started. No, that's great. That's great. I want to ask this question to, to Ronan. You know, how do you navigate all the complexities 
of the legal and regulatory landscape to ensure compliance while investing and making sure that your investors are safe? It's a fair question, mm-hmm. you know, and and I'm actually a lawyer by training. I don't like to admit it publicly most of the time, but I am a lawyer. <laughs> it's, an, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It's just, yeah, it is. <laughs> like any self-respecting lawyer, I have no self-respect. Um, you know, it, it's one of those things where in many ways it's, it's pretty easy. You know, the difference between legal and not legal is usually a pretty bright line. And, and for most of the companies we're investing in, it's it's just essential that they operate within compliance. And, and so the companies we look at, we look at who the management team are, what their experience is, who their advisors are. Uh, and it keeps right. it pretty clean. Uh, you know, it's still pretty early stages. We're just, just starting to deploy some of our first investments. Obviously, Canalabs is one, and, and we know the mm-hmm. management team there. They've been operating for, I don't know, Bill, you've known for longer, but many years. So, you know, mm-hmm. there's there's no no challenge or, or question there. As we wade into Mercury, What's the word I'm looking for? And when we wade into other areas where the- Murky waters, I think you were- Murky waters, that's what I was looking for. I don't know why I couldn't have been that that, but you know, it, it'll take some work and it'll take some sophistication and exploration. But at this stage, you know, it's no problem. And, and, and that's part of the value we bring, you know, at Safe Supply, we're not just deploying capital. We're bringing our knowledge, experience, wisdom, capital markets, access, networks, to all the companies we invest in. So not only do they do we expect them to have a great management team, we're going to bring what we can offer to that investment as well to make sure that they stay on the the right side of that bright line. No, oh, that's cool. That's cool. Now, Bill, when I say cocaine, what do you think about? Medicine. But medicine. Okay. okay. I would take it further than that. I'll tell you, because I, I flew down to Peru and actually went and touched and felt the only legal source of coca leaf in the world right now, the only UN sanctioned one. And it was incredible. You know, I went down this journey in, in the Peruvian rainforest and up in the mountains and, and looked and spoke with and spent time with the indigenous people there that have been using the coca leaf medicinally and, and, and as religiously for thousands and thousands of years. I mean, they've climbed the Andes. On the back of this yeah. leaf, they built the Machu Picchu on the back of this leaf. And I'm like, hold on a second. What, why is it, why do I have more access to, you know, cheeseburgers within three minutes of a drive through than I do with this amazing plant medicine? And I know that's kind of funny to most people, but seriously, yeah. why? Like this yeah. stuff was amazing. You chew the leaf, you felt great. And the reality is that the amount of alkaloid in these leaves is negligible. You need tremendous amount to get the actual cocaine out of it. So it wasn't, I wasn't snorting leaves or cocaine. It was the fact that you had this in a tea. You had this in a, you guys were able to chew leaves. It was medicinal. It was medicinal. Yeah. It was incredible. I probably lost a pound, you know, in the week I was there. It was awesome. I had a good time doing it. Um, I learned a lot and I understand, I'm I'm looking at it from a different lens now. And, uh, you know, then you come back and you do a little bit of homework and you find out that coca action grew in, Southern California, and they were spraying and eradicating this with all kinds of herbicides because it was the devil's bush or whatever you want to call it. And I found that to be kind of problematic. Here's something that actually helps people, is actually mm-hmm. good for you. And, you know, it's been vilified through a couple of really incredible movies <laughs> and, uh, and and an underworld trade that has kind of made it uh, something that, that, that you need to fear or, or, or be worried about. It's not. It's an amazing thing. Like, like most plant medicine, it's helpful. And it should, more people should have access to 
the actual natural plant than than we're allowed to. There you go. Uh, that's great. I I agree with that because it's how you use it. It's the way it's made. It's the way it's uh, it's it's utilized. It can be good for us and just the opportunity to think about it this way, I think is 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 really positive. And it makes you feel like there's no hill we can't climb if we take the right steps. And I, I really appreciate what you guys are doing from this perspective on cocaine and other drugs that we will uh, talk about. We're going to take a quick break. I'm Vern Davis. I'm your host of Plant Profits. And Plant Profits is probably brought to you by Protus Global. Plant Profits is an award-winning podcast. And today, we, we are welcomed here by the presence of the folks that run Safe Supply, Mr. Bill Panagio Takopoulos, who is the CEO, and Mr. Ronan Levy, who is the president. They're here today having this wonderful discussion with us. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Plant profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Hey, welcome back, everyone. This is Vern Davis, and I'm the host of Plant Profits and and today we have the folks from Safe Supply in. And just to let you know, they're on the Canadian Stock Exchange. This, the CSE symbol is SPLY. Today I, I have the CEO, Mr. Bill Panagio Takopoulos, who is the CEO, as I said, and Mr. Ronan Levy, who is the president, not too long ago appointed president. And we're having this discussion, and we just, just embarked on something different than cannabis, right? Cocaine, another plant derived uh, substance that is being utilized and for centuries, utilized in very positive ways in other places in other countries. Uh, that is quite interesting to me. Now, now guys, uh, when you look at Safe Supplies ecosystem, right, how would you describe that to someone like me who just started really thinking about this the way you think about it? What we wanted to do is give people an opportunity to to really invest in in what most people want to do. So if you have the right thesis, Vern, if you say, you know what, yeah. cannabis came, psychedelics came, I think, mm-hmm. you know, pain management, everything that's going on in the world right now, I think uh, drugs are going to come right now. You have the right thesis. The problem is most people don't have the, they don't have the bandwidth. They can't go and diligence a company that they think might be good. They don't have the maybe the experience to look at the management team. They, they're not sure how this uh, this business is going to roll out. So we kind of we we give you that opportunity to say, hey, listen, you know what? We're a group of executives that all uh, had a CEO position at one point in cannabis or psychedelics. We were bankers, uh, you know, in cannabis. It's like we get it. We can right. peel back the layers and see if something's going to work and if something's not going to work. Let us go out there, identify the opportunities. That way, you don't have to worry about it because the reality is, is that you know people that played the Canada uh, game and played the psychedelics. There's a lot of amazing companies, but there was also a lot of tragic failures. So mm-hmm. you don't want to get caught up investing in something that's not going to work because you you had the right idea, but you just didn't know which was the right company. We step yeah. in, we go out there, we fly to Peru, we fly to Europe, we go down to Cal, we diligence these companies inside and out, upside down, and make sure that they're they're a good sound investment. And not only that, we also get to support them financially, regulatorily, 
legally. We help them throughout their journey to make sure that they become an amazing company, an amazing entity, an amazing investment for us, which translates to be an amazing investment to our investors. Yeah. No, thank you for that. So a company like Safety Strips, right? Right. Did you guys invest in Safety Strips? We haven't uh, invested in safety strips yet, but we've been helping to incubate the company, get them going, providing advice and guidance. But certainly an investment in safety strips is is on the horizon uh, and, and most circumstances. And uh, we'll be taking you know, active involvement with the company and making sure that they execute both uh, commercially and, and on their mission. You know, their, their goal is to save lives. Uh, and a great way to save lives is to ensure that people who are using whatever substances they want to be using are getting what they think they are. And if they're cut, that you know. And so it's an important consideration. And I just want to add one additional comment to, to what was Bill was saying in, a, in response to your last question was, one of the things philosophically that really attracted me to Safe Supply is the fact that as a publicly traded company, everybody mm-hmm. who has an interest in seeing the war on drugs come to an end can invest, right? That's one of the things yeah. that's nice about this, which is there are a lot of venture capital funds out there and a lot of funds that have been deploying cap capital into cannabis and psychedelics and beyond. But you got to be an accredited investor. You got to meet those thresholds, which means that not only are we doing the due diligence that other people can't do, for a lot of people, we're actually giving them access to investments that they could never have on their own. And and that really democratizes access to bringing an end to the war on drugs. And the best way to affect social policy change is to let people invest in the outcome. And that's what we do. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and that's uh, really important to me in this conversation as well. That's, That's great. That that's awesome, and that is that is a great point. That that you know that you, you can just invest into this and, and be a part of the change, be a part of this movement. And I think that's that's um, that's really that's really important. Something you guys are bringing to the table. What are some of the milestones to date that you guys are really proud to talk about? You know, with with Safe Supply and the things that have been accomplished. And then you can, from there, you can point us to where you're headed. Absolutely. I think the, the fact that we started as early as we did in a very, not only lean, but dangerous market was a major milestone. Look, we could have waited another six to 12 months to go to the capital markets. It would have diminished the, uh, I think, the value for the early investor. We didn't want to do that. We want to bring people on and, and come for the journey. Uh, even though times are tough right now, we we took that, I'd like to say, brave step into the going public. After that, look, we've put together about nine, maybe 10 amazing companies that we've sourced over the last 10 years. These companies are, as you know, Canna Labs, which is going to have mm-hmm. this suite of licensing to be able to deal in any drug that we want to, whether it's MDMA, ecstasy, psilocybin cocaine, heroin, all the rest of it. Not only that, we're going to have the ability to run research on it and test it and do all the stuff that people are going to expect from this industry. Mm-hmm. After that, we have invested in Safe Supply Licensing Co., which is a license that we can deploy to any one of the partners that we deem fit. Uh, getting a license mm-hmm. takes over a year and is, is difficult and expensive to maintain. We've got those two amazing assets. After that, we are you mentioned Safety Strips, really incredible company. Not only are they yeah. going to save lives, but they are they are going to be in a land grab. Whether they you know close a deal with some major big box retailers, major event companies. I don't want to mention names. I know that should I can't mention them. Totally understand. They're yeah. going to be an incredible business. They're 120 days ago, a fentanyl testing strip in the U.S. was illegal. You go to jail. Now it's legal. It's a land grab out there. They're going to do really well with it. 
We're also looking yeah. at a company called Harbor Solutions, and they've successfully imported the first commercial uh, coca extract into Canada, and now they're currently formulating and are going to be presenting some CPG, some amazing products out into the marketplace. Talk about nothing to something. I mean, they started out a couple of years ago with a, with an idea. Why does Coca-Cola have the only license? Why are they the only ones selling coca extract in a beverage? They are a right. $200 billion company or don't quote me on that. There's some absurd evaluation. Yeah. And yet yeah. nobody else has launched a product just to use that ingredient. I've tried the ingredient. I've tried what they brought up. It tastes great. It's amazing. It smells good. It gives you energy. And we're talking about this is dealkalized. All the cocaine's been pulled out of it. This is sure. just plant juice, I call it. And it works. It's amazing. And here they are about to launch tremendous products out of it. So those are four of the almost 10 companies that we've been looking at helping mm-hmm. being a process of. Who else is going to have time to go do all of that? You got to make it your business. We've made it our business. I've seen the good, the bad, and some of the ugly that is coming up in this industry. I've got something to know the players. I know who's genuine. I know who wants to make this work. And I know who's just going to use it as a tactic to try to make some money. So right. it's it's been the milestones are cutting out the BS focusing on the real companies that are out there that have an amazing potential to do to to big business. And the fact that over the next, I think, 12 to 14 months, we have a cadence of business available to us to to do what's best in the best interest of our shareholder. We are welcomed here by the Mr. Bill Panagio Takopoulos, who is the CEO, and Mr. Ronan Levy, who is the president of Safe Supply. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Plant profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Hey, welcome back, everyone. This is Vern Davis. I'm your host of Plant Profits. Plant Profits is brought to you by Produce Global. We have the folks from Safe Supply in today Mr. Bill Panagio Takopoulos, who is the CEO, and Mr. Ronan Levy, who is the president. Guys, this has been an interesting discussion about how you're approaching this. The one thing that I've been thinking about as I've, I've been listening to you talk about this is it's really how are, is safe supply going to really contribute to sort of that, you know, wider narrative of drug policy reform? And are you sponsoring initiatives? Or are you pushing are you in line pushing for the change or how are you guys working to affect the change? I know you are through your investments. You you add validity through your investments and through the people that you connect with the money. But how else are you or are you doing other things uh, for the wider narrative really of the of the drug supply? And I mean, drug right policy. Now, yeah, right now we're not doing any active, active lobbying. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we've had conversations with policymakers and and police and former police chiefs and all that kind of stuff to help educate and, and we continue to educate. So, you know, right. that, that will be part of it, but no formal lobbying at this point. So the, the big thing we're doing right now is having conversations like this, which is getting the conversation out there. Let's get people talking about it so people can think about it clearly, coherently with the right information. Because 
you know, we don't have to rehash where the war on drugs started from, but we know it was started by significant deception for illegitimate reasons. And so we got a lot of work to do and the cannabis industry, the psychedelic industry has started doing that work to unwind all of those stories we were told and we're continuing that work. So that's the the forefront of what we're doing. I mean, we're still mm-hmm. a relatively small company. Uh, we got big ambitions and so we got to be deploying our capital thoughtfully. And so this is the the first effort to try and start changing minds, but it'll continue across all platforms in the future. Good, good. You said there, uh, running the future. Guys, talk to me about how you see the future. Set my mind to think how this, you know, what gets you up every morning to go do something like this and what what's the payoff for you besides the economics for me it's just change 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 the world as it runs right now i don't think is doing it optimally we need to yeah. do something different. we need to kind of change our thinking a little bit we need to help the amazing politicians and policymakers that are trying to change things by bringing yeah. that 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 effort behind it. I've got three little kids. I'm yeah. more interested in a better world 10, 20 years from now than than what it is right now. I think we've fallen short in a lot of things. And I think there's a big fix coming and I want to be a part of it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, it scares me. You know what scares me, fentanyl? Yeah. Right? That that frightens the hell on me. I have three kids. They're adults, but they're young adults. It just seems like you could just accidentally yeah. die, right? And it, ha- it happens every single day across North America and the world. There's yeah. there countless people that are being tricked into taking this poison. They don't want to, and they're dead or in a coma or or guys. They're hopeless addicts. Like right. There's some terrifying stuff out there, and we just got to figure out a better way of doing it. And I believe there's a better way of doing it. Yeah, I agree with you guys. It, it is, and it's it, right now. I look. I know someone who's died because of, right? And I and the more I talk to people, I, I'm finding more other folks know someone that's died because of it. It's been touched. It's touching families. So, look, it's been a pleasure having you on the show, and I really want to thank you guys. And we got a bonus today, which I was excited about. So, so uh, Ronan, I'm glad you. You you came along with this one and, and really happy to meet you. I know your name for some time. And it was really, really happy to meet you. And Thank Bill, you you got one of the most interesting last names from the perspective of pronunciation, you know, but in, in Greek it may be Bill Smith. You know, I don't know. You know, <laughs> <could be> in- <laughs> it actually is something like that. So. <laughs> but that's that's kind of crazy. So my guest today on Plant Profits. Uh, Mr. Bill Pangiotokalopoulos, and the, he's the CEO of Safe Supply, and Ronan Levy, who's the president of Safe Supply. And uh, guys, please, in closing, I just want everybody to, you know, go and find Plant Profits to podcast, and you can find it on Cannabis Radio. Uh, you can subscribe for the the podcast, Apple, Amazon, Google, Spotify, wherever, and uh, please go to Protus Global and check us out. P-R-O-T-I-S global.com. See how we're building companies and changing lives. I'm Vern Davis. I'm your host of Plant Profits. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.